This is the I Work For Him podcast. To make sure you never miss a thing from I Work For Him, subscribe to our email list. Just head to our website at iworkforhim.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page, click subscribe, and sign up. We'll send the very latest blogs and podcasts from I Work For Him so you never miss a beat. That's iworkforhim.com. This is producer Michael Marigle. Thanks so much for listening. Let's get to today's program. Thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him this afternoon as Martha and I host... Some very special guests in the studio. But as we say, thank you for tuning into iWorkFriend. Just want to make sure you know. You can listen to us. Let's just say you can't listen to your radio. You can hear us on iHeartRadio.com. And Martha, what's the channel on iHeartRadio? Faith Talk, right? Yeah, you can search for either WTBN or Let's Talk Faith. On, or Faith Talk. Or Faith Talk. They'll find it. All right. Trust or, you can, me. or you can listen online at letstalkfaith.com <laughs> or iworkforhim.com. You can also listen to the podcast out there on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and Faith Play, as well as a rebroadcast on Talk America Radio. I've done it. Martha's done it. Have you done it? Tens of thousands of people all over the world have done it. Why not you? It will change your life. Turn it upside down and reveal to you the secrets of your being. Why haven't you done it yet? I'm talking about identity and destiny. Finding your God-given sweet spot. In 2013, just as I work for him, was launching, Martha and I finished the study, and God made it clear that we were in our sweet spot and that we were to move forward with I work for him. What about you? Are you ready to understand who God created you to be? Are you ready to find out what you were created to do? Are you ready to understand your assignment? Check this out online at identityanddestiny.com. That's identityanddestiny.com. This is life-changing stuff. As you have heard me say it right here on this show, if not hundreds of times, maybe even a thousand times, this is a study. This is a workbook that every Christ follower in the United States of America should go through. We've got Tom and Pam Wolf. They're in the studio with us today. They're the originators. God laid this on Tom's shoulders as he was leading a small group many, many moons ago. And they're here to discuss identity and destiny. Tom and Pam Wolf, welcome back to I Work For Him. Thank you. Thank you. Good it's to be here. Great to be here. It's been a year since we've been in the studio together. I can't believe a whole year has flown by, but I know you guys have had a busy year. Talk to us about what's what's God done in the last year, you guys. Anything? Go ahead, Pam. Oh, yeah, that was my first off-script question. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> we were discussing the you fact said, that... Uh, if you go off-script. <laughs> I said it's when you go off-script. <laughs> well, um, we're going to be talking a lot about it uh, probably through the course mm-hmm. of the day, but probably the most exciting thing that's happened is the um, strategic partnership that we have been <clears throat> excuse me, forging with the Nehemiah Project people. They're the authors and creators of a program called Biblical Entrepreneurship, and um, their curriculum and ours have such uh, synergy and parallels with one another that uh, we're joining forces now. So and the, a- ne- and the Nehemiah Project, again, another just phenomenal ministry, digging deep and feeding people with the biblical perspective on entrepreneurship. And they're doing it all over the world. So I love that partnership. And, and really, last year, in 2016, when we were doing shows every month with you guys and shows every month with the Nehemiah Project, it, it was I loved it. I love the shows every month. It was so much fun. All right, Tom, tell people the story of where Identity and Destiny came from. Well, actually, uh, it started after I had sold off all my businesses and was looking for something to do that didn't require employees. I had had enough of that. <laughs> so That's a no, whole other no, conversation for no, another day. No offense to anybody out there, but... Um, 
So I was looking, uh, what should I do? And I think I matured as a Christian to the point, as opposed to coming up with another idea and a business plan, and then going to the Lord and saying, oh, here's what I'm going to do, Lord, bless it. I said, what do you want me to do, Lord? Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, all of this material started coming across my computer and my desk on purpose. So I started reading books on purpose. I started going to seminars on purpose. And I found out that there wasn't a whole lot out there that was based on Christian values and beliefs. So I said, wow, how about if I pulled the best of what I've read, and I ended up reading like 40 books on purpose, and I put a program together to do that. I guess I was looking for my purpose and didn't really know it. So the Lord was leading me. So I was in a Sunday school class, and we were wrapping up a Sunday school study, and I said, I have an idea for about an eight-week class to help people answer the question, who am I and why am I here? And I knew that if I didn't put myself under pressure to produce this, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. So the leader said, yeah, sounds good. It's yours next Sunday. So (laughs) I was one week ahead of the class. I spent (laughs) the week preparing the next week's lesson. And that's how the whole program came about. And under the pressure of one week to produce, I produced this program. And it was all in Word documents and things like that, notes, but it wasn't organized. And then a year later, Pam joined me, and we took a year and wrote the workbook. So that's how it came about. Hopefully, it was the Lord leading. Hopefully. No, we know without a doubt, because we've talked about this many times on the air. We know without a doubt that this is Holy Spirit-inspired stuff because everybody we've ever taken through this study, and we have taken many, many, many people through I thought you were going to say millions. When no. you started M, I'm like, oh, we're well, exaggerating was, I a wish, little. I wish, I because then my prayers would have been answered. But no, we've been taking Not many yet. people through. And and every time I tell people, I said, this, this is going to be the most incredible study you've ever gone through. The first four weeks are going to be unbelievable. You're going to be so easy to finish. In the next four weeks, the enemy is going to do everything he can to keep you from finishing it. And it's going to turn your life upside down and inside out. But you are going to experience God in an amazing way. And that is always true. Every time. It is like without fail. Every time. Every time. And people are like, how did you know? I'm like, because that's what it was for me and Martha. Well, and there's no doubt about it that the that our Heavenly Father very much was a part of your crafting of it, putting it together, and then the process. I mean, you really lead um, from a Holy Spirit perspective, and and that is very evident. So there's no doubt. Well, there were some events that took place that continually confirmed that the Lord was in this. I mean, one time I was looking for this little manual to get a concept to put into the workbook, and... I knew it was in my office somewhere. Now, Pam will tell you, my office is a little scary. And I <laughs> and said, well, sign of a true genius. <laughs> I'll start in this pile over here. I picked the pile up, and the little manual fell right out of it. Wow. I'm like, thank you, Lord. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. He just saved you a days. lot of time. <laughs> so, Pam, when Tom was going through all this, you know, preparing this curriculum for your small group, and then you joined him a year later. Did you ever imagine that identity and destiny, this workbook that you put together, did you ever imagine that this would impact not just thousands, but tens of thousands and all over the world? Um, I could never have imagined that. But interestingly enough, as we were in the early stages of the publishing of the book, 
um, Tom came down from quiet time one morning and said, God's telling me this is going to be international. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. really? Wonder how he's going to do that. Because here we are in Tampa, Florida. We have no international connections. We're like, how's how's that going to happen? So one of the things that God started us doing early on was training other coaches to use it, other Christian coaches. And as only God would do, our very first licensed facilitator that we trained was from Barbados. And we said, <laughs> I'll be darned, it's international. And we thought that was it. And now we're partnering with Nehemiah Project that is in 26 nations. Yeah, they're all over the place. It's so cool. So, That is great. So, so Tom, when you hear Jim say, you know, I think that every Christ follower in America should go through this workbook. And let me get that right. You guys call it a workbook, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. And um, what does that make you think? Well, I agree with him. Uh, but the reasons... Why are because first, uh, and I say this in the workbook, I think if I'd have had this workbook when I was like in high school or college, Mm. I'd have saved myself 10 years of bouncing around trying to understand myself and where I fit in and where I should go. So that is just a tremendous gift to a young person. Now, we've had people who've gone through this who've been in their 70s, and they basically were like, wow, this is an answer that I've been looking for for 70 years. So I really think that it makes a person uh, aware of who they are, what they bring to the table, and uh, they have something to guide them for the rest of their life. And you and I have joked on the air many times because you got a CPA degree. I mean, you got an accounting degree, right? Right. And, and I got a computer science programming degree. Right. Neither Duh. of which, either of us, <laughs> neither of us use those things. That was not even close to a fit for our personalities. You're not right. wired for that. Yeah, but we have, but we have a four-year degree to show for it. That's, That's right. right. But we're talking about today: identity and destiny, finding your God-given sweet spot. This is a study that every Christ follower in America should go through. And and listen. I'm not. I'm not telling you this because I'm getting paid commission to tell you this. Tom and Pam, have you ever paid me a commission for selling one of your workbooks? No, no. sir. No. Okay. What's your dinner? But yeah, <laughs> that, that might be true. That, that yeah. might be, might, okay. But then you invited us to your house, and we had wonderful lasagna. So, right, so we had a trade. We had a trade off on dinner. So this is a study that really transformed. I mean, I will never forget the last day. And and I'd finished the workbook in September of 2013, and it was September the third at 3:30 in the morning that God gave me my statement, really the vision, which is today exactly the same direction that we're going with I work for him. This is a study that will transform your life, but the enemy will do everything he can to keep you from doing it. So Martha, you had, you were next up. Well, Pam, I wanted you to maybe share a little bit about what you've seen the impact in people's lives when they have gone through the identity and destiny. It is. Um, each person has their own personal experience. Mm-hmm. And as we like to say, this isn't your um, mama's typical Bible study. Right. This is a spiritual experience as you go through it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's divided really into three phases. The first phase is what we call the intellectual phase, and that's where you're doing a lot of discovery about who you are and how God's wired you, your personality, your core values, your passions, um, your levels of resilience. Um, there's there's so much to be learned about yourself. And unfortunately, so many of us... Um, have have gotten a, a world view of identi- of our identity rather than a Christ view mm-hmm. of our identity, and when we begin to see our 
um, traits and our um, the the things that God has put into us, the gifts, the talents, the resources, when we're able to get that and see that, we know then that we can run with what God's given us and stop the comparison and contrasting and want to be someone that we're not. Mm. And um, what you think people want to be like everybody else? Huh? Oh, well, look at the cover of magazines, <laughs> yes. right? Every yeah. day, every and, day, and we don't even think about it. And airbrush, no less. Mm. You know, perfect mm-hmm. and airbrush. That's what I need, Tom. You and I, we need airbrushing. But if they, yeah. if, if, <laughs> and and that's how people measure themselves right. instead of measuring themselves against the way God has perfectly. He says, "You are fearfully and wonderfully made." Mm-hmm. And He knew exactly what He was doing when He designed you for the purpose that He has for you. And so when people can really plug into that and identify it, it really changes their life. Mm-hmm. So what are some of those things that they learned? I mean, there's specific things that you're taking them through in the study. What are some of those things that they learned? Just from your perspective, I'll ask Tom the same question. Well, one of them you were just talking about, like the disc profile, um, for example. Um, you guys are both, for those who are familiar, you are a personality type that is very driven, very leadership, very quick decision-making um, perhaps short attention spans at time, not very detail-oriented, but you're the guys who are out front making the tough calls. You're making the decisions. You're the entrepreneurs. And if you tried to go be a programmer and Tom tried to go get a CPA, you saw how long that lasted, right? <laughs> you're not wired futile, for that. It was a futile project. Yeah, yes. you're not wired for that. So um, in very practical terms, it helps you make decisions about um, what job to take, what education to pursue, um, what is the best fit for the gifts that God's given you? Um, we can all do anything that we put our nose down and, and commit mm-hmm. to doing, but is there is there joy and is it maximum use of the gifts that God's given you? And when you're in that place, that's why we call it finding your God-given sweet spot. When you find the place where you really have been created to, to, to be, um, you're like was in sports, you're in the zone. You're in the zone. And it's not AutoZone. No. All right. So, but, but Tom, that finding, you know, when you first came out with the study, the, I've got the old cover and it was Identity and Destiny. And you switched the cover to, with the with the big bullseye that says finding your God-given sweet spot. That sweet spot, when people find their groove, when they do find that spot that God really created them for, it's transformational, isn't it? Well, yeah. I, I talk to people about finding their purpose and what I, everybody's so busy and, you know, getting the kids to all the activities in the evening and working hard. And they'd be like, well, yeah, someday maybe I'll have time to figure that out. But right now I just have to live life as best I can. And what I found was if I talked to them about how would you like to live in your God-given sweet spot? How would you like to live in the zone so that on Sunday night you don't get that knot in your stomach and you're looking forward to going what you're going to be doing the next day at work? and how you're living your life, and they'd be like, wow, yeah, let's work on that now. How can we do that? So I just, it's the kind of thing that when you're in that zone and you're in that sweet spot, it's easy. Life gets easier. You know, one of the things you were just talking about, how it's divided the workbooks in three sections, and the first section, I think it's brilliant, and we know that this is all God, right? Because you started with the, this first section. But as you're going through and you're discovering things about yourself, it it builds momentum. Mm-hmm. You know, you just get excited and you're like, oh, my goodness, that is so me. And I never been able to put it into words before. And it makes people want to dig a little deeper and to dig a little deeper. And um, I, I just think that that part's very exciting for people. Um, 
But and and as we've talked about before, the fact that it doesn't stop there, though. It's like, okay, now what do we do with that? Why did God make you that way? And how does he, did he design you? And what is it that you are going to do with that? And I love what you just said when you said for maximum use, um, because we all want to live to full potential. And um, what a great opportunity this workbook is to really dig that out and not have somebody else tell you this is something that you need to be doing, but to experience it for yourself. Well, and that's the beauty of the way the program's designed. Mm-hmm. There's all the self-discovery in the in the first phase of the book, but when you get into the latter phases, it's all about taking all that information, um, laying it before the Lord, mm-hmm. and asking Him to give you wisdom and discernment about what He had in mind when He created you that way. Mm-hmm. So it's not up to you to figure it out. It's up to you to seek God and get answers. Which is why the enemy works so hard to keep you from finishing it, because the spiritual disciplines you learn in Putting all this before the Lord with your your hands open and say, Lord, what do you want me to do with this? The enemy's like, I don't want you to hear that answer. If you hear that answer, I'm going to have to contend with you. You're no threat to me right now because you're a mamby-pamby, weenie-butt Christian. But if you listen, start learning to listen to the Lord, I'm going to have to contend with you. There's going to be battles we have to deal. I mean, and, and that's really, that's the difference. When, when you go through this study, you get through the end. There's no more mamby-pamby, weenie-butt Christian. This this prepares you for battle. Well, yeah, he knows he can't steal a person's uh, salvation who has bowed the knee to the Lord. Mm-hmm. But if that person now really understands their purpose and their skills and what they bring to the table and they can impact other people, he's trying to say, whoa, let's hold this person back so they don't impact more and I lose more. So he kind of starts to step in and what we see is uh, people who haven't had a job interview for a long time all of a sudden they start to get interviews and projects that have been sitting on the sideline get approved and people get busy and the minute they start mm-hmm. it's it, every time right It's amazing, which is why we want you, our listeners, as you're listening to this today, live in Tampa Bay on AM 57910, FM 102.1, or maybe you're listening to the rebroadcast, you're listening to the podcast, whenever you hear this show, just stop right now, go to identityanddestiny.com. This will be it it, right now. Nehemiah hasn't changed the price yet, right? Nope. 20 bucks. People. How, where can you go where for $20 you can get a guaranteed life transformation? This is not a pill that's going to make you feel better. This is not something that's going to make you prettier on the screen or the mirror. This is going to change you forever on the from the inside out. $20, but it will be work. Go ahead, Martha. Yes, it will. But there's two things. I do believe that it does change you to, the, to people around you. Um, it may not physically, you know, make you have less wrinkles or anything like that, but a different joy and a different um, contentment that comes from knowing that you are in your sweet spot, that that the way you, you know, when you embrace how God's created you and figure out what it is you're supposed to do with that, I do believe it changes um, our energy and our um, the way we look at life and all of those things. So I think that, and I um, was thinking about the fact that the first year we learned about this, we actually... Everybody got them for Christmas in our family. They were stocking stuffers or they were, you know, bundled together and given. How many times do we pick up a CD, a DVD, a couple books, whatever, and add to a stocking? How much better to give something that can really change people's lives 
and make their um, their their future brighter because they're doing you know they're not kicking themselves and going oh man I wish I'd had this 30 years ago right all right Tom and Pam about three months ago we uh, had the opportunity to do a wedding for a young couple and as after the wedding uh, I happened to be talking to the father of the groom and he was going through a little bit of a job struggle and I said you know what you need to get away and get a little quiet time and really hear what the Lord is saying about step two what's your next step is and I said you know there's this study that you need to really walk through you and you might as well do this right along with your bride you need to get a copy of identity and destiny and this you will get the answers you're looking for but you need to go through this study and you know what they did it wow. kevin and lynette mcmillan welcome to i work for him hey there thank Jeff. you hi guys Hello. all right hi. so let's just do it one at a time lynette why did you start the identity and destiny workbook well, without going through long process, Martha and I talked about it at the bookstore at Indian Rocks Baptist years ago, several years ago, and then by chance, she had dropped Jerry Campbell's name, the teacher of it at Indian Rocks. We met him at a middle school function with our kids, and uh, and he asked Kevin, what do you do for fun? Instead of asking the typical guy question, what do you do for a living? And we found out he was the Identity and Destiny teacher, and we struck up a friendship with him, and he recommended it. And I ended up buying the books very soon after that when Pam was there for Moms at Heart. Um, we started, honestly, the study uh, for your uh, Michael. Uh, it took us a year and a half to finish it. Um, we started it a year and a half ago. <laughs> Because we could only process in our hectic life so much of it at a time. And we would do it a couple of weeks and then get freaked out by what God was showing us. And we'd have to <laughs> set it aside. Um, but these last three months, we just came up with our identity and de- uh, destiny statements the last two days. And mm. it's been life-changing. God showed me I can learn things from His Word that nobody has ever taught me. And I'm a seeker and a, a curious cat, and it just feeds me passionately to go into His Word and, and feel like I can learn something myself. I love my pastors, I love the mentors, but that's that's been huge for me. What was the biggest thing that God revealed to you about yourself as you went through Identity and Destiny? That I have been called for something. Um, it wasn't in my head. It wasn't an imagination. The things I did as a little girl, practicing talking to an audience, uh, singing songs, uh, imagining how I would encourage somebody out of something that had happened to me, that God wants to use that now. Um, and and it's a ministry. It's it's a, something that came up from inside of me, and I can't just put it aside and try to be sweet, quiet girl, that he's going to use my passion for something instead of making me feel like I'm just chaotic. Hmm. Yay, God. That's right. That what was the hardest part about this workbook? One of my core words is um, authenticity, <laughs> and I'm real. Um, the the boundaries and lies, the middle part. I think I said that to you, Jim. I can't decide a couple of weeks ago when we got there and really pushed through it and muscled through it. Uh, how if I still like you for assigning this to us? Um, that was <laughs> that was about your exact was, words. Yes, that's I'm, good four. I'm good with that. I can handle it. All right. So there, there was a day at the park. We just pushed the books aside, and I'd cry for a few minutes, and then I'd pull it back and go, "Okay, God, do a little more." Okay, now I can't answer that question. I'd push it aside. It was really hard, but we've been changed since then. What is your statement? Um, my statement is: I am a passionate seeker of God's word, living out God's promise that the broken can be repurposed, and I thrive on creatively nurturing His people. Mm-hmm. Wow. Awesome. Thank you, Lynette. That's beautiful, Lynette. All right, Kevin, your your bride laid the groundwork. Now you get to jump 
And, and you get to shine <laughs> a little bit. Why did you start Identity and Destiny? Well, um, you know, we uh, we had been to South Africa on a missions trip several years back, um, which is really the seeds were planted in the idea, this idea that uh, there was, had to be something more than the retail management that I was doing. Not that that in and of itself is a bad thing. That is a that is a mission place it's a, uh, and all that. But for me, it's what I did because I didn't know what I wanted to do, what I was supposed to do mm-hmm. for all my life. And I'm reaching midlife. And um, then these other things happen that Lynette described, uh, and I realize there's this emptiness in what I am. And I've always been told, do the practical, do the safe thing. And this is what I was taught growing up by my, my mom, who was a single parent, but, uh, um, but afraid. And so um, I, I loved her to death, and God rest her soul. She, uh, she passed that... Uh, some great things onto me, but she also passed fear onto me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my father wasn't around. Um, so I had this seed that had to be kind of uprooted. And I think that that's, that's what was happening with me. And so I wanted to know, God, is there really a purpose greater than what I, than what I've been doing? Than what, you know, and, and, and when, when is it going to be revealed? All those types of things. And, um, largely I was surrounded by play at safe people. I mean, and, and, um, except for me, and, <laughs> yeah, you were, there you go. And I was very, and I was very intimidated by those who, who felt so confident. And so, uh, my, my head would go back in the shell, but, um, then this happened and I started, I started beginning to believe that there was something more to my life than, uh, that was untapped. Even though I've been a believer for a long time, my thought was, I, uh, I'm basically and also ran, uh, and 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 uh, and there's value in that, and that I'm going to get into heaven and I'm going to have a, you know, a nice little place when I'm dead, uh, along with um, however many other believers, and um, and that'll be that. Um, but this was different. This is about living life. This is about something more than um, success. And then what I was told. Right after I was in Africa, um, when I went to seek some counsel, was you you need to go beyond success to find significance. Mm-hmm. And I, but I, and that's good. But I, but uh, but I found it was a little bit self focused. It was about me feeling like I had significance, and then that didn't that didn't fill a hole in my soul. This tells me what did God make me for, and it validates that. So, what, um, Kevin, may, so what did God yeah. reveal to you about yourself as you completed Identity and Destiny? My, mission, my statement is this, and it's very simple. I'm a son of God called to encourage people to connect with their Creator. Mm-hmm. And what about the that, hardest part for it. you? What was the hardest part to get through this? The limiting beliefs. There's there's the segment in the where you where you have to walk through your fears and face those things and call them out for what they are um, and kind of rewire and Lynette, Lynette and I have been talking about that lately. For me, it's been it's been in in uh, in one of my prayer times where we were, where I was doing this this uh, this deep meditative prayer and asking God, show me. I'm listening. I'm quiet. I'm I, I just want to hear you. And what it was, was the answer came very simply. Uh, I'm going to pull all of that hardwiring out, and I'm going to replace it. 
Mm-hmm. You're still going to be who you are, but you're going to be free of these things. Amen. And for the first time in my life, I really feel that way. So how, what's the impact on your marriage? <laughs> oh, my God. <We're, laughs> that was good, Lynette. <laughs> the, well, well, Go ahead, Lynette. In, in a nutshell, Kevin, I asked Kevin that this morning when we were praying, because we prayed a long time before we got on air. Um, we've been married 25 years uh, three years ago. Now this was year 28. That 25 year thing was real significant for both of us because we grew up into, you know, came from divorced homes. And so that was a huge milestone, but we still had some of those things that Edgerich calls the crazy cycle where we, we did, we didn't agree on this. We didn't agree on that. And we, so we'd, we'd fight about it. We'd shelve it. We'd fight about it. We'd shelve it. So, um, we're very different personalities and, and the disc test, those personality and, and, um, hardwiring things were amazing for us. Um, because we just kept thinking, well, we're just different. We're just different. But when we went through it and we saw how different we were, and yet our spiritual gifts within decimal points of the averages that I searched for were exactly lined up. Um, if I had, the, the last couple of years have been really difficult. And if I hadn't have been able to see that, even though I didn't always understand how Kevin was wired, I knew it was for God's purpose. So we would complement each other. That gave me fuel to keep looking forward with hope mm-hmm. that he's going to use our personality differences to meet his Holy Spirit gifts that lined up exactly. It's crazy uh, how good he is to, to pair us the way that we, that he did. And that, that helped me to love him when I didn't understand him. Lynette, can you just speak real quickly to our listeners the power of having done this together? Mm. Or Kevin? Don't fight. <laughs> it, it made me trust that God's bigger mm. than our desires, even for each other. What about you, Kevin? Kevin? Yeah, I, I think... Um, I think that um, that believing and see, seeing her for who she is, walking through this and the whole the whole personality thing, and taking it apart together, mm-hmm. it's it's getting there's an intimacy to it that that you that we didn't I don't think we experienced before. We had guesses and glimpses of those things, but seeing it for what it is, and then realizing that the way he made me and the way he made Lynette. Um, were designed to complement each other, like right. she had mentioned, and and and, uh, and that it that it was fit together like puzzle pieces intentionally. Mm-hmm. That that gave me a desire to want to feed her what she needs. Amen. Um, b- bigger than before, and um, and not that I didn't want to do it before, but it was it was like flying blind. And yeah. now I have so it's like I had these tools, and I had these I had the ability to see things that I couldn't see before. Kevin and Lynette McMillan, thank you so much for sharing your identity and destiny story. Go out to identityanddestiny.com. Buy your copies of the workbook right now. I know we sprung that on you. We didn't tell you that was coming in. What a sweet surprise. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. We have told, I mean, you guys have been on the show. It's somewhere close to 20 or 25 times. And you know I'm excited about it. But when we just... You know, when we when we challenge Kevin and Lynette to finish that and, and, and to, to just seek the Lord, because they were at a spot where they really needed to seek him. And then when they actually got it done, I said, you guys, you got to call in because you guys need to hear that. Their story has been multiplied. I don't know. Maybe it's 100,000 times. I don't know. How many copies have you actually sold? I mean, up to this point in time, do you even know? Uh, four to 5,000. Yeah, and and, and now it's that's been, off our website. Now, Amazon sells it. We don't really have any know. idea what yeah, they're doing. They're that story's been multiplied tens of thousands of times, and it will be millions of times. When you get to heaven one day, there'll be a long line of people going, I want to meet Tom and Pam Wolf. They wrote this incredible <laughs> study, identityanddestiny.com. Oh. 
I, I, I just I wanted you to hear it because you guys, it, it's nice to get some words of affirmation that yes. all of that work, yes. that sweat and blood you poured into this is it will pay. It, it continues to pay off every day. Oh, that was such a blessing. Such yeah. a blessing. Thank you. Wow. And, you know, when they talked about the section that they they found difficult, that's step four. We call it the bridge step. Yeah. Um, and it's the title is Fears, Blocks, and Limiting Beliefs. What are those things that are going to hold you back from actually stepping boldly into what God has for you? Mm-hmm. And it is the tough one. And, um, you know, the enemy really messes around in that space. And like they said, we just had to set it aside and then we pick it back up and keep going. Mm-hmm. But what has happened and what was so, so incredibly described there was a life of beliefs that had limited them both in a certain way, whether it was fear or whatever it was, those limiting beliefs were holding them back from being everything that God had created them to be, not just individually, but as a couple and in the purpose that God had for them. Because what what it boils down to and what we teach in the book is that the limiting beliefs are lies. They are lives of the lies of the enemy that we have come to believe about ourselves and the world around us rather than the truth of God. Mm. And we use a formula, literally, for understanding what those lies are, going to God's word, determining what the truth on the matter really is, and renewing your mind, renewing your mind, Romans 12, 2, mm-hmm. and, and changing your basic core belief about who you are and what God has for you and what's possible for you. You know, the year that we spent going through the whole book and you guys would come on every month, I remember the leading up to that chapter, you just were like, I don't want to talk about this chapter. I, you know, <laughs> yeah. rah, 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 you are but grumbling. It is, it you is know. so freeing. I it mean, is. when you finally get, and it's tools that can be used for a lifetime. Because just because you've gone through the program doesn't mean the enemy is going to come back around and take another shot right. at you, right? Right. So you go back and use those tools over and over again. Yes. Hmm. It's powerful, Tom. You have seen thousands of people go through this. What do you? Describe for people that we're trying to get everybody to go out and get a copy. And and for those for my listener that called in and, or texted me and said, you know, if Dave Ramsey had been listening, he would be very unhappy with you that you suggested people use a credit card. You can also use a debit card online as well. <laughs> go out to identityanddestiny.com. The best 20 that. bucks ever. And thanks for the giggle. What are, what are the major roadblocks that get in people's way? You mentioned some of them earlier, but what are the big roadblocks people get when they start this study? Well, they, they find that the first couple steps are interesting because they're finding unique things out about themselves and they're getting mm-hmm. this insight. And then when it goes to fears, blocks, and limiting beliefs, they start to um, say, wow, uh, I'm really touching some spots here that I don't know I want to go to. Yeah, sensitive spots. They're like yes. bruised a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's also where the deceiver steps in and starts throwing things at them. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, but the biggest problem I see is is a lack of accountability. We all need accountability. Amen. Yes. And everybody I, wants it, but I, everybody needs yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I deal with business people all the time who say, yeah, I need some accountability, but they don't really want it because when I throw it on them, they get angry. So, <laughs> That's uh, for sure. But it, it, we all need it. And this is the type of thing that uh, a lot of people say, well, yeah, I started working on it and I got part of the way. I did several steps and then life stepped in the way. So it's it's having some accountability. It's having some outside support to be able to say, well, did you do it? Well, why didn't you do it? Well, what right. do you commit to this week? Let's do this. 
And uh, that that's the biggest difficulty that I find in most people. Well, you also said earlier that, you know, the minute you start, then all of a sudden you get busy and all of a sudden there's another project. Then a kid gets sick or, or or work gets busy or something that the enemy will do everything to get people to keep from finishing this. Right. I mean, e- e- even me, and I've said this on the air, this took me 16 weeks to get through because I was, it, it was like that. It was like a tidal wave. And at the end, it was like pushing mud uphill in a rainstorm. But mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I got to get this done. Yes. And in fact, I finished in Minnesota. So we were on vacation and I'm like, no, I'm going to finish this. But it's one of those things where until you finish, you don't get that whole picture. I mean, and and for me, and Tom understands this, Pam and Martha, you guys don't understand as much. But the quiet time was the biggest struggle for me. Just shutting up, learning to be quiet. Yeah. I mean, really being quiet. And I can't be quiet and be quiet. I have to be quiet and writing. Like the prayer journaling thing was powerful for me. Or I have to be quiet and reading. That's how I'm quiet because if I'm just quiet... My head is noisy. Are you like that too? Oh yeah, we all. That's uh, monkey chatter inside our heads. <laughs> monkey chatter. <laughs> it just doesn't stop. You know, it's like a monkey screaming all the time. So, you know, one of the things that we talk about in the book is the three amigos: the critical, skeptical, and judgmental. And that's all those parts of us that we mm-hmm. start to go, "Well, is this real? Am I imagining this? Is this really God talking to me?" Uh, so we start to discount all this stuff, and we do it all the time. So it's learning, like you say, to just quiet that stuff down. We give some techniques in the book Mm -hmm. to quiet down the three amigos where you can really just be in touch. So, Yeah, no, I I, I love that. And the being quiet thing, I'm going to learn that still. I'm going to have to practice that every day. He says he will continue that good work in us. (laughs) It It just is tough. It's tough being quiet. But I have... Through this study, and because what Buck Jacobs said one time on the air and says in many of his books, you know, it's a 23-hour day. The first hour is the Lord's. And I've got to give him that hour in the morning because if I don't start my day with that hour in the morning, my day is never as good as if I do. Well, and what we suggest is take that hour in the morning and do identity and destiny. Right. You're going to the Lord. You're saying, hey, guide me. Talk to me. Show me. Why not use that hour as opposed to just reading the Bible, which is terrific, obviously, but you're using a tool here where you're actually asking him, talk to me, talk to me. And, it, and me. the study is full of scripture right. and direction in that way. So if you were to write the book with a guarantee at the end, what kind of a guarantee do you think? Like for the people that go through it, how, how would, what would that be, that little guarantee that you would give them? Well, one guarantee would be you'll know yourself better than mm-hmm. you ever have. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing that would come out of it. Yeah. And I think... Um, So many people come to the program wanting to know what it is they're supposed to do. Mm. But as you go through it, what you learn is God is much more interested in who he's wired and designed you to be. Mm -hmm. So that no matter what you're doing, no matter what assignment you're called to, whatever whatever task you're engaged in, that you can be fully who God's designed you to be regardless of what you're doing. And that's where the joy factor comes in. All right, let's get personal for a minute. You guys have been doing this for a long time. How has identity and destiny impacted Tom and Pam Wolf's marriage? Oh, I've, uh, in many ways. Uh, number one, we both are serial entrepreneurs. We built eight businesses between the two of us. This is the first time we've ever worked together as partners in the same business. Mm-hmm. So, um, God had to do a work in both of us to really understand what Kevin and Lynette were saying is that we are different for a purpose. 
and we are different because God has brought us together because we complement. You know, it's the two shall become one. Mm-hmm. It's the becoming part that's hard. <laughs> yeah. So part of the becoming is understanding and appreciating and respecting the differences and valuing them. Instead of finding them annoying like we often do after a while, is to value them and understand that this is God's perfect plan and design. One thing, there's a core values exercise, and we have you, uh, through a process of elimination, come up with your top five core values. When Tom and I did that, we have none of the five that are the same. Um, So that means you have 10 core values. Yeah, (laughs) and they're similar, but the interesting thing that happened, core values are the filter through which you view the world, Mm -hmm. and you see everything through those core values. Now I understand why he doesn't see the world the way I do. I used to just think there was something wrong with him. You know, it's like, why don't you get that? That's, That's what I thought about me. her. And, yeah, and right. exactly, I mean, Jim, you understand that. I do. Right? There's I get nothing it. wrong with us. That's, that's right. <laughs> but people's but, filters but when, are broken. And now I, I honestly don't get annoyed by that. I, I value it and appreciate it. And we give each other space to right, be who you, we you are. You give Tom a chance to answer that question Sorry. before we go, Tom. <laughs> How, from your perspective, how has it impacted your marriage really quick? Uh, well, the Lord changed Pam quite a bit. He oh. <laughs> well, you're going to pay for that. <laughs> All in fun. This you is fun. already perfect. That's right. <laughs> Go Tom and Pam, thank you. Thank you. It was great to be back in studio with you guys. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Thank you. Go out to identityanddestiny.com right now. Buy everybody on your Christmas list a copy of Identity right. and Destiny, finding your God-given sweet spot, identityanddestiny.com, identityanddestiny.com. You've been listening to I Work Frame with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, and it's yours too, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.